0: Welcome back to another episode of QC PC. QC PC QC PC. We have, after a long uh, journey around the country, our two favorite product sales managers in the studio with us today.
1: The one, the only, Anthony Mistrata. Yeah, yeah, and Lori Wessels. Oh, thank you. The OG podcasters. That so was a
0: high five. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about with everybody today? check out today, Anthony?
1: You know, I was checking out our catalog, and there's these things in the back called valves, specifically... Czech valves? Yes. Good idea. Originally created by the Czech Republic in 1942, which transitioned... In 1942,
0: it might have still been Czechoslovakia, but like... ah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. We have these Czech valves, and we feel like they're great products to use. They're all over hydraulic systems, but sometimes a lot of people forget that we have them back there
0: great. You think of quick coupling products, you don't always think of valves. Specifically, you don't think of check valves. It's not something you're connecting and disconnecting all the time, but it's something that falls well within our core competency and that we're great at. So we want to highlight the products for you to understand more and hopefully grow business together. Yeah.
1: When you think about it, I mean, really, a quick coupling is basically a check valve that we open and close. And so check valves uh, make sense when you put it in those terms, and that's why we have them within our catalog. What we want to do here today is kind of highlight some of the terms, some of the uh, common themes that you might see across them, applications you might find them, and then a little highlight on the different series that we have and where to find more information. So,
0: I think that sounds like a great itinerary.
1: First thing we should talk about.
0: Anthony, give me a definition. Brief two sentences. What is a check valve?
1: Well, in general, it allows flow in one direction and not in the Please
0: other. Please speak in your normal voice.
1: <laughs> it's preventing backflow. So, check valves are used all over the place. You probably just don't even realize it, even outside of hydraulic applications. When you go to change a tire, or in Lori's case, when she calls AAA and gets stumped to change a tire. I've changed
0: my own tires. I've changed at least five in my life. But I will give Kyle Gerhardt a shout-out because he did change a tire when we were on a sales call together once.
1: <laughs> so, when you were standing there letting Kyle change your tire. I was washing my floor mats. <laughs> <laughs> he was jacking up that tire jack. Correct. And as he was pumping up that fluid that was going to the cylinder, that cylinder wasn't dropping because there's a check valve there. Hmm. So it's allowing flow in one direction, not allowing it in the opposite direction back through.
0: Okay, that sounds great. I think that leads us perfectly into check valve lingo.
1: Yes, yes. It, what does this
0: all mean? Every The industry has so many terms that they throw around and ways that people talk about check valves that it's hard to decipher exactly what it all means so let's break it down
1: yep so when we're talking about check valves and we say from the inlet to the outlet we're basically referring to that free flow direction and by free flow flow direction the normal flow through the valve
0: yep and so that's where on all of our check valve products we have an arrow stamped on it that says flow so you can easily identify which one would be the inlet side and which one would be the outlet side so the inlet is on the flat side of the arrow the outlet's the direction that the arrow is going
1: the next thing that you might hear somebody ask is, a hard seat or a soft seat?
0: Hmm. Tricky.
1: So a hard seat is going to be that poppet inside of the valve, what is actually opening up and allowing the fluid through. If it is metal to metal on it, that's a hard seat. Makes sense. If there's an O-ring inside of there, that's a soft seat.
0: Just like two fittings. Exactly. Perfect.
1: So that soft seat is good for applications that require low leakage. So in that reverse direction, you're not going to have any seepage through the valve or near zero. And on a hard seat, you might have a little bit more.
0: On a hard seat, do I have to worry about having any chatter in the valve?
1: So generally in hard seat applications, you might hear some more chattering throughout the system because of the the hard seat valve. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing to be concerned with.
0: Okay, that's good to know. What about crack pressures?
1: So crack pressure is usually indicated at the end of any check valve. And that is the pressure at which, or the differential at which, that check valve will open.
0: Okay, so there's pressure in the lines. It's coming from both directions. The valve needs to open because it's going to stay closed per our flow arrow. And so the differential is what opens it.
1: You're making it sound a lot more complicated than it is. But yes, it it is indeed that what you just said. I know,
0: but sometimes it feels complicated to me.
1: (laughs) So again, if you have 100 psi on one side and 150 psi on the other, that's a 50 PSI differential. The crack pressure is basically the minimum differential that that check valve will open up. So if you've got 100 PSI on the line, uh, you've got a 5 PSI check valve, nothing on the back end, it just goes back to tank, it's going to open up.
0: Perfect. So uh, our division has standard crack pressures. Typically in our catalog, you'll see standard offerings at 1 PSI, 5 PSI, or or 65 PSI, but we can do basically any combination that you're looking for. If you want a 3 PSI check, we can do it. You want a 200 PSI check, we can do it. Anything above 200 PSI gets to be a little bit tricky for us just for the spring force required.
1: That's exactly right. So yeah, we go down as low as zero, meaning no spring on it, and typically 200 is about our upper limit.
0: All right, Anthony, now we know what a check valve is, now where do we use them?
1: So you may use them all through different uh, areas of the hydraulic system, but the most common one that you'll see is on the outlet of a pump. So, uh, any good practice in a hydraulic system is to have a check valve at the outlet of the pump, and you do that for a couple different reasons. One is because it puts a little bit of back pressure on the pump, which is good for lubrication terms, so it keeps that pump good and lubricated when the system may be running low. Another reason is if you go to shut down that hydraulic system, you don't want all that fluid uh, through all the lines just draining back to tank. Um, and it's almost like your engine you don't want it to really be not lubricated when you start up
0: would you say that you can wreck the pump if you don't have a check valve in it
1: it's a good good reason to have a check valve on the outlet of the pump because you might just want to check yourself
0: before you wreck yourself i get it now
1: (laughs) so uh in addition to that uh, you'll use them for load holding cylinders. That's exactly what we talked about for the tire jack application, and then holding pressure within accumulators.
0: That's a good idea. Speaking of accumulators, what else do we offer from uh, from accumulator division? But starting at quick coupling division to isn't, monitor pressure.
1: Isn't there like a sensor node made specifically for precharge applications?
0: Ding ding ding! There is. Let's not forget about our former podcast as well.
1: Bringing it back to sensor node. <laughs> Uh, Other areas that you might see people apply them to are bypass valves. So it's acting like a relief valve. relief valve basically limits the max pressure that you can build within a hydraulic system. And people will use check valves for very low pressures that they're trying to regulate too.
0: Okay. Would there ever be a reason that I would want to bleed some pressure or have some lower pressure, like through an orifice or something on a check valve?
1: Yeah. There are certain applications where they do want some type of back flow through the check valve. So you're not restricting it in the reverse direction, but you are metering it, and that's what that orifice does.
0: Oh, perfect. Where does the orifice go in the check valve?
1: The orifice will go in the body of the poppet.
0: Okay, and we have different sizes that we can offer?
1: Yep, so sometimes customers will come to us and say they want a specific orifice size. They might say um, 25 hundredths or something like that. Uh, In other applications, they want a specific amount of flow at a specific pressure through that orifice. And then yeah. our engineers help. Our engineers, not us. No, definitely our engineers. That is an engineer question. <laughs>
0: but we can help spec out what that orifice should be for the company. If they
1: gave us some type of like orifice calculator, we might be able to punch the numbers into it, but otherwise we're still going back to them. I'm still going to
0: engineering. <laughs> okay, good. Good to know.
1: So there's the lingo, some general applications. Real quickly, let's talk about some general Uh, series that we offer. DT is the most common one that you will see in the catalog. It's the most common one that you'll see out in the field.
0: Yeah, I say if you saw it sitting on a shelf, it basically looks like an adapter from tube fitting, except it has a flow arrow on it.
1: Right, and the part numbering scheme is super easy. So for instance, a DT-MF-MF has JIC on both ends, so male flare, male flare. You will see DT-MS-MO that's got male seal locked, male O-ring boss.
0: All right, Anthony. There's a lot of things, like I said, that we can do with DTs that aren't even necessarily called out in the catalogs with ports. Because we machine it in-house, we have a lot of flexibility with this product line. What's an example of a common port configuration we do, but it's not necessarily called out in the catalog? A
1: uh, good example of that would be, let's say, a DT M O F O 150 So that's male O-ring to female O-ring, and it has 150 PSI crack pressure. Okay. All right, so bringing it back. Uh, We have a couple other series with the hard seats in there. We have a couple series with the soft seats. There's a great product matrix at the very beginning of the check valve section that will basically highlight the different pressures that those are rated to, the different port options on there, and give you some examples on applications you can apply them to. So please, please use the information there when you're going through determining which series of check valves you should go with.
0: Page E3 in your most current 3800 catalog.
1: And when in doubt, you can always call your product sales manager for support.
0: Yep, Matt Wally is a
1: great product manager. <laughs> <laughs> he is good. And his cell phone number is. <laughs> uh, so with that, I think we've pretty much checked all the boxes on this podcast. I feel like we've really, you know, checked
0: this uh, topic out. Uh,
1: yeah, so check us out at the podcast app. You can just type in QCPC to hear more of our recordings.
0: I heard if you have any uh, suggestions, comments, fan mail, we now have an email address, QCPC at Parker.com.
1: Man, oh man. Uh, if you have anything else that you would like us to work on or different topics that we can present to, give us a shot, let us know.
0: Uh, I think there's only one thing left to do. Check, <laughs> check, please!